2: Wow, well met, fellow adventurers. Alright, we're playing as Sir Crokington, and it's time to do Proving Grounds 3, which we've been putting off for quite a while. Because usually you do it a lot earlier in your adventurous career, but not this time. Proving Grounds 3 Shadow over Stonegate. A darkness has settled upon the eastern town. Tyson Town of Stonegate, the town's protector. Man by the name of Garvin Silverfoot seeks the aid of an adventurous hero. So that's Shadow of the Stonegate. you you, part one arrival in Stone You arrive in Stonegate, eager to learn what lies behind the desperate summons that have brought you here. Part one is the chapter is The Lurker. Let's begin. It is late afternoon when you arrive in Stonegate, beneath a pale cloudless sky, with just the hint of winter's breath in the brisk autumn wind that pushes at your back. Your journey to the eastern Tyson town will undertaken at the behest of its protector, a man by the name of Garwin Silverfoot. A letter from Garwin. I reached you via courtier nearly a week ago spoke of a dire problem besetting the town that he has been entrusted to protect. Well, met at last, smiles Garland, as you introduce yourself to him in in, in the town meeting house. He beats you in the shoulder cross and profoundly expresses his gratitude for your hasty arrival. More troublesome days I cannot remember, he says, his tone becoming grim. And that includes the goblin raids three years ago this very week. A darkness settles over this place, Sir Crockington, and I should be most glad of any help that you can provide. Your reputation is one that speaks for itself. I have no stranger to your grand list of accomplishments. We only pray that time is still on our side. You ask Garen about the nature of the trouble afflicting, afflicting Stonegate and a look of relief passes over his face as if he is glad to have had you breach the heart of the matter. The dead walk among us, he says flatly in response. Intrigued by Garen's admission of the nature of the trouble afflicting Stonegate, you listen carefully as he relates to you in detail the recent events that prompted him to seek you out. You learn that over the last couple of weeks, people in Stonegate began reporting strange sightings in and around the town. Several attested to seeing a tall, wiser, in a waggish cloak cloak on the back of an armoured steed on or about the roads leading out of town, he says. Others claim to have witnessed skeletons and similar ghoulish creatures stalking through the forest just after the dusk. The council were too numerous to discount. It wasn't to a group of my own militia engaged a band of fleshless warriors making their way along the main thoroughfare. That the grim reality of what we faced was made plain to all. Since the incident on the thoroughfare, the sightings and encounters have become more frequent, says Garin. This unholy tired it is from somewhere nearby. As I'm able as I am able to figure it, but I'm afraid that timing of Purpose remain a mystery to me. Your interest is further piqued by when when Garwin tells you that many of the sightings encounters have coincided with the appearance of a ghastly figure in various places in and around the town. He is quick to say he has not yet seen the figure, but he has no no reason to any no reason to doubt an even half credible story. For the figure hasn't yet harmed anyone. It's been dubbed the Lurker, he says. And it's certainly the mainstay of local prattle this last couple of weeks. Most seem to think it's the source of the undead affliction. Through honesty, I don't know what can be made of it. Nothing good, I wager. Garwin pauses and leans heavily on the edge of the wooden table. The age is upon us, we are told time and again. And while I don't blindly subscribe to such prophecies, I can't deny these strange times we find ourselves in. I'll be more willing to give a thought to such vague tellings if they somehow brought me peace of mind. Sadly, they do not. Strange times, Sir Crookington. Strange times indeed. Garn is silent for a moment as he faces the window that looks out upon the Stone Gate's main thought there. He turns to you and is about to speak, when suddenly the meeting house door flies open. A young man a young man, breathing hard, his, his face, face bathed in sweat, bursts into the meeting house and earnestly address Garvin. The locker <laughs> he manages between waggy breaths. In the cellar of the inn Garwin attempts to carp him. And asks if he actually saw the lurker himself. The old man replies he has, and his face grows ashen as he recounts the brief encounter, as if he was recalling a moment of dire terror. Let's get to the end, sir, quoth Mrs. Garwin, turning and flashing a stern look at you. The old man's eyes widen the moment Garwin speaks your name and stares at you in disbelief. Sir Croakington," he says incredulously. That's what the lurker said to me. The last thing I heard out." At- as I fled out the cellar was your name. The lurk asked me to find you and bring you back to the inn, but how did Never mind any of that, Linier? says Garwin, calling the young man by name. Wait here and collect yourself. Come, Sir Crockerton, Let's go to the inn. Following closely behind Garwin, you rush past Linier and out to the meeting house. You move briskly along the town's main thoroughfare towards Stedmore Inn. As you ponder this abrupt, unsettling turn of events, you can't help but feel where your arrival in Stonegate has not gone unnoticed. The inn's proper tyre, stands outside his establishment with a small crowd of patients, and when you approach, he tells Garwin, OK, still in the cellar, Garwin not, and what, not wasting any time, the two of you stride into the cellar and descend in. Stride into the inn and descend into its cellar. At first, you can make out nothing in the gloom, but your eyes gradually adjust to the dim light. You're able to perceive a tall, shadowy figure standing against the far wall. The figure suddenly stirs, stirs, and, slur- and slow- moves slowly towards you, stepping clearly into view. Stepping before you is a lanky, gaunt-faced woman those sunken decay features and pale white skin betray her as no member of the living. Filthy wags cling to her bone-thin flame and only a few strands of thin, long black hair dangle from her washing scalp. You find yourself unable to draw your gaze from her hollowed eye sockets which seem transfixed upon you. for you are certain they can no longer when the sight. She steps closer and nods. The boy has done well to fetch you, she says, a voice like that of a young woman, seemingly devoid of any relationships for says. I'm here against my own better judgment, for even in death I know. Fear, Sir Girlkiton. I don't have long, so listen well. You nod, acknowledge what you said, but will remain wary. Garwin says nothing, and stays several steps back. After the corner of your eye, I can see the hand wasting on the hilt of his sword. This place is the site of an invasion, she continues. They pour into this world through a portal from a dark realm. Dark realm you do not know, the name of which I shall not give life to here. A nameless demon, a wicked minion of a powerful and terrible master, leads the incursion. The demon is without name, but not without power. Great power, and great cunning. He is to be feared, and yet he must be defeated at all cost. A gaunt figure continues to speak, and you listen intently, seeking meaning in her every ominous word. A path of shadow serves to bridge time and space between the demon's realm and this world, she says. He must find and close this portal before the tide that flows through is such that it cannot be stemmed. There is precious little time. The figure takes, a step, takes several steps back towards the far wall, receding into the shadows as she slowly tweets. The darkness that has found its way here, here will never rest and will not be stated by a single Congress, she says. She continues to retreat. To the shadows will lengthen and slowly consume all they survey. Be wary, Sir Crokington, for the demon can assume many guises. Trust in yourself above all else. I have spoken too long. Go now. The gas—the ghastly being disappears into gloom as the far wall is soon lost from sight. You and Garwin quickly search the cellar. Find no trace for you. Well, now I never thought it would. Garmin stops in mid-sentence. As several shouts, and an unmistakable ding, ding of battle ring out from above. You dash up the cellar steps and charge out of the inn, with Stonegate's protector following rapidly on your heels. A chaotic scene greets, greets you on the thoroughfare outside the inn. Six members, six members of the town militia, engaged in a brutal fight with a hulking hooded figure clad in leather armour. The two of the militia lie dead, victims of the deadly double-bladed axe wielded by their sizeable foe. You charge to the aid of the believed militia, and as you near the fray, the dark figure turns to face you, between the fleshless, the fleshless head covered by its dark hood. As you dodge the first of your of your enemy's savage strokes, you boldly engage the towering skeletal warrior. It's a large axe wielding skeleton beginning combat. The towering ske- skeleton swipes you with its axe. Savage blow for 13 damage and then 6 damage. And now it is slain. Oh, I'm using Tiara's staff against it, so I do, I'm, even, I'm even more overpowered against it. The 12 XP. a splintering of bones, signals the defeat of your foe, as the massive skeleton crashes to the ground at your feet. You turn to find that Garwin and three of the town's militia are engaged in a fight against five sword-wielding skeletons. Before you can rush in the direction of the roiling melee, a piercing shriek to your right makes your blood run cold. You spin in the direction of the terrifying sound. Hustling through the air towards you is a gruesome apparition. It's phantasmal arms outstretched it bears down upon you with unnerving speed. It's a shrieking phantasm. You swing. The shrieking phantasm reaches out for you, And I've had quite enough of these undead. So I've gone into battle wage. And this is like 13 XP. With the final and wage sweep. The terrifying phantasm dissipates into thin air, and you quickly turn and rush to the aid of Garwin and the militia. As you leave, as you near the melee, two of the skeletons leave the fray and stride forward to meet your rapid advance. Two skeletons. The skeletons hiss as they attack. They deal you brutal blow for nine damage, and they are now slain. Two XP, all to staves. As quickly as it was as it began. The waging battle in Stonegate's main thoroughfare is over. Three of the militia are dead, and Garwin has been badly wounded. You help bear him into the inn until Brigsteadmore immediately sends for a local hero. Quite an introduction to our fair town. smirks searchs Garwin as he lies on the floor of his inn of the, of the inn, his head propped up on a pile of cloth. His tunic is soaked with blood between the deep wound that crosses his torso just below the garment. You tell him not to speak, and Kazur is strength for when the healer arrives. You sense that he will survive the wound. But you have no doubt that Stonegate's protector has been effectively taken out of action for at least the next small while. You promised Garmin that you do all you can to see the shadowy menace threatening Stone get his vanquished. He beckons you to lean over him, and much to the surprise he reaches up and meets you in a shoulder cross. We cannot lose this fight, sir, Crokington, he says, wincing as he speaks. I've already dispatched word to tell us about what is transpiring here. However, with no guarantee that our plea will be acknowledged with due haste, or does any resulting hope would arrive in time. For the time being, I fear this fight is ours alone, or more aptly, yours alone. At least for a little while. You again reassure him of your commitment to defeating the evil that assails his town, and he smiles weakly before closing his eyes in an effort to ward off the intense pain that waxed his body. The hero arrives, and begins to tend to Garwin. You use this opportunity to take your leave and slip out of the inn. Outside the inn, there was no longer any sign of battle. The militia, helped by a handful of the town's residents, have taken away, away the bodies of the foreign and cleared away the gruesome remains of the defeated undead. Your eyes drift along the thoroughfare. Following its broad path to the edge of sight, where a tall line of trees signals the start of the dense wood that surrounds the town. Something inexplicable tells you it is there. The deeper the forest, the answers to many questions you have lie in wait. Coupled with this is the sense you are about to embark. Embark on a dangerous course in which there is no turning back. It is a starkly stubborn thought. It only serves to strengthen your resolve. It's the late afternoon gradually turning into dusk. You make you make your way back into the inn, varying to set out at dawn's first light and find out what you can about the evil that threatens Stonegate. The time has come to take the fight to the enemy. And that finishes this scenario for 16 XP to general. Because, of course, you always get tiny bits of experience at the start, but they start to pick up as you get deeper. And this is one of the earlier proving grounds, so the wards are just. just the XP wards are generally smaller. Alright, amongst the graves. This is the next scenario. The first light of dawn finds you making your way out of Stone Gate. Heading for an ancient graveyard just just east of town, sets us off a steep rise known as Lookout Witch. You spend your first night in Stonegate in the common room of Steadmore Inn, conversing with the other patrons, and learning as much as you could about the local geography and folklore. According to those you spoke with, many of the sightings of the undead have occurred around look at Witch, when you learned about the ancient graveyard that crowns its summit, you decided there'd be no better place to begin your hunt. Well, I guess if you are a necromancer... 'Cause I assume they probably have some necromancers among their forces, and they have all these skeletons. You're gonna go? Well, might as well go to the cemetery, see if we can find anyone nice. Of course, they've got their, they've got skeletons there as well, presumably. But well, you never know. You might as well might as well have a look. The graveyard atop look. look out out Which is indeed a lonely desolate place following an overgrown stony path you cautiously skirt the edge of the forgotten cemetery your eyes and ears alert for any sign of danger amidst the ancient grave markers and monuments as you near the north side of the hill you spot a tall robed figure striding through the greys off to the white the figure suddenly stops and turns to face you Throwing back its hood to reveal the face, face of a beautiful young woman. Oh no, beautiful young women. That's the sort of thing that monsters transform themselves into. The woman smiles and bows cautiously. What brings someone up to this sort of place before the sun is even fully up? She asks. Oddly enough, you find yourself unable to respond to a simple query inquiry. Your eyes lock with hers, and you're instantly transfixed by a law that you perceive is more than merely superficial. You find yourself inexplicably drawn to her, trying to serve serve and protect her, prepared to abandon your own life in the pursuit of any end she would command you to undertake. For a brief moment, the flesh, flesh of the beautiful face that's captivated you, in every sense, melts off the bone revealing protruding mangle, mandibles and bulbous black eyes of a grotesque insect. Ooh, he's trying to get kind of me in too. <laughs> the terrifying sight quickly fades, replaced by the infamiliar, uh, enchanting visage that continues to enwrapt you. Come, Sir Crokington, she says, a smoothing, wilting voice awarding your will. There's much yet to be done. Don't you wish to help me? Even as your wet legs begin to involuntarily carry you across the graveyard towards her, you become acutely aware of the immediate peril you face. Instinctively, your mind and spirit take over, waging a desperate battle against the icy psychic fingers that savagely claw at your psyche, picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from mind, 20 from spirit... And I don't know how high the number I need to pick, so just pick it now. 129. Only 10 yards from the woman, a series of stabbing pains shoot through your skull, ravaging every fibre of your being. You cry out in agony and stagger slightly, but manage to maintain your footing as your mind and spirit ward off off the more devastating effects of the attack on your psyche. 6 damage points. But it could have been a lot worse. Impressive, Sir Crokington, says the woman, her enchanting voice having lost none of its bewitching loot. In death, you shall indeed prove useful to me. Woman raises her arms all her wound round you, skeletal hands eruct from the dirt. Earth, as long as the long buried dead claw their way out of their eternal west. ...prepared to carry out the bidding of their new master. Hey! These people have got better in their crown... ...expected to have a nap. Having taken off... ...having shaken off the lingering effects... ...of the powerful assault on your psyche... ...you prepare yourself to face the horde of fleshless undead... ...now advancing towards you from all sides. You quickly find yourself surrounded... ...fighting for your life... ...against the vile creatures of the clawing fleshless horde... Uh, I think I think these are just just unarmed skeletons because they're just they were just can't just skeletons you just found you no know, no preparation so just just common skeletons just you're making up for sheer numbers the skeletons hiss as their attack and are like 2 XP. A large pile of bones at your feet is all that remains of the scales of foes. The clattering horde continues to press in on you from all sides. You quickly find yourself surrounded, fighting for your life against the vile creatures of the clawing, fleshless horde. Seven skeletons this time. This is your attack, and they are slain. Five XP. A large pile of bones at your feet is all that remains of your skeletal foes. The clattering horde continues to press in on you from all sides. You quickly find yourself surrounded, fighting for your life against the vile creatures of the clawing, fleshless horde. Nine skeletons! The skeletons hiss as they attack. I just like five XP A large pile of bones is all at your feet is all that remains of your skeletal foes. The clattering horde continues to press in on you from all sides. You quickly find yourself surrounded, fighting for your life against the vile creatures of the clawing, flashes sword. down. It's ten skeletons! They just keep coming in bigger and bigger numbers. It hisses their attack, but they are still slain. 5 XP. A large pile of bones is all that remains of your skeletal foe. With, the gro- with a growing undead whore pressing on you from all sides, you start towards the world woman, hoping to defeat his unho- this unholy summoning at its source. Before, you are overwhelmed by sheer numbers. The woman laughs. And, master your horror, you've only signed your transfixed by a medallic, enchanting voice. Your mind and spirit straw against a powerful suggestion that seeks to keep you from wishing to harm her. Picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from mind, 20 from spirit. Pick now. 118. Your mind and spirit prove to be a match for the powerful suggestion that has attempted to govern your actions. Free from its paralyzing effects, you rush forward to attack the woman, hoping to stop the undead summoning at its source. The moment you draw in within, within range of the world woman, she flashes you a fang smile. And throws her arms into the air as she slumps into a heap on the ground. You step forward, preparing to strike her dead. But to your surprise, there's no body to be found within the pile of black robes. A cacophony of clattering rises into the air the as the skeletons she summoned simultaneously collapse where they stand. Abruptly return to their familiar silent rest. Ugh, it's going to take a long time to bury them all again. But fortunately, <laughs> Huton isn't going to have to do that because he's too busy fighting the other undead. And honestly I think everyone else is too, you know impelled to do that. But eventually we're gonna have to bury them all again. Yeah, because Yeah, it's the it's the Swithicky onion thing to do, or something like that. You warily cast your gaze about, half expecting to see her standing in silver spot, but nothing stirs amidst the graves of this ancient burial ground. You're about to turn and leave the graveyard, when suddenly you spot something that arouses your interest. Buried in a mossy encampment to the west, a stone door equipped. What intrigues you, however, is the fact that the door stands ajar, It appears to be recently opened. You make another cautious look around you, making certain you are still alone before making your way into the open crypt. All right, Presum- presumably it's this is either. If I was even leaving an undead invasion, I'd probably do something in a crypt. Anyway, sixty-four XP to general concludes that scenario. You
0: know how to book flights and hotels.
2: The next part is called The Crypt, and it only has one scenario. Following your initial encounter in the graveyard top lookout ridge, you discover an open crypt, wary of the danger that might lurk within, but eager to take the fight to the undead invaders. You boldly enter the ancient tomb. And we begin. The earth around the open crypt door Door bears the mark of recent foot foot traffic, where the fact you could be stepping into a teeming nest of undead. Well, I've got Chiara's staff for that. You cautiously pull open the door and slip into the musty confines of the ancient tomb. But the smell of damp earth permeating these ancient passages is almost overpowering. Behind you stands the open door that leads out into the crypt. What if I exit the crypt? I fully restore my SP, but not your level reserve. He stands in the graveyard atop Lookout Ridge before the entrance to the ancient crypt. Enter the crypt. Alright, he proceeds with extreme caution along the passage of this ancient crypt. Your eyes and ears alert for any sign of danger. I started off in the northeast corner. I quickly turn to the eastern side going along the eastern side the clattering of many bones signals the arrival of an unwelcome host of undead warriors, a small band of skeletons lurches out of the darkness ahead, the fleshless undead hiss loudly as they stalk along the passage towards you, it's eight skeletons they hiss as they attack and they are slain Vibicsby, you pause to west, following the encounter before once again setting off. Through the crypt. All right, making my way. Oh, something's turned up. A group of armored skeletal warriors strides into view along the passage. Their bony fingers clutch- clutching the hilts of their rusty blades. In all right, all right, they've got, they've got some, they've got some of the more advanced skeletons as well. In unison, the clattering band turns and starts towards you, their fleshless, mi- their fleshless limbs clattering loudly in the silence that fills the musty tomb. These are bone basemen, and they have a law book linked. These undead swordsmen were once highly skilled warriors when they walked among the living, and somehow, that they keep the skill when they're dead, somehow. I don't know, I don't know how that works. I'm not a necromancer. Begin combat. The skeletal warriors slashes you with their rusty swords. And they are now slaying. Four XP and some loot. Oh, and six gold. You step back from the pile of bones now littering the floor of the passage and admire your handiwork. After taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again set off through the crypt. The cluttering of bones signals the arrival of one unwelcome host of undead. You steal yourself from a violent encounter as your enemy emerges from the shadows. Just two skeletons. Bash. Bash. Two skeletons knocked them out in two blows. I presume I got one skeleton with each blow. Poof! Bash! Knock off the head! Bash! Knock off the head! where it hits against the ceiling of the crypt and smashes to pieces. Sorry about that. But, you know, you're possessed by evil spirits, so... You, you you really couldn't be any more desecrated than you already were, so... Fine. 2-2 XP. After taking a few moments to west following the fight, you once again set off on your way through the crypt. Alright, investigate the southeast corner, nothing there. There's a little alcove along the south side, there's an alcove there, nothing there. Alright, keep going along the south side. A clattering of bones signals the arrival of an unbroken host of undead. You steal yourself for a violent encounter as you emerges from the shadows. Three skeletons, they hiss as they attack, and they are slain for two XP. After taking a few moments to west following the fight, we once again set off for the Alright, two skeletons this time, just gonna quick combat them. Two XP and six gold, and terrible loot. Four skeletons this time. That's not many skeletons, you could do better than that. I expect... I see, you might as well not even bother unless you've got ten skeletons. Your progress along the passage comes to a halt when you find yourself confronted by a large group of spear-wielding skeletons marching along in rigid formation. Uh, Upon catching sight of you, the skeletons break rank and surge forward to attack. Oh, you broke rank! Oh, you silly buggers! I mean, if if you'd stay in formation, and, you know, taking advantage of the narrow passages of this crypt I'd have no way to get to you because there'd be a bunch of spear points in the way but now you've broke rank I can just go round you yes you silly there you don't break rank that's why you have formations so there's no way to get to you that doesn't involve going through the pointy bits but now I can go round the pointy bits I can go over the pointy bits and under the pointy bits. Well, yeah, you broke rank. You silly, silly buggers. Ah, it's like they, uh, it's like they didn't. They they you wrong. They 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 trained you how to fight as a people, but not as a individually, but not as a group. Ah, you get screwed up. Anyway, you're slain. 5 XP. The last skeleton clumples the ground at your feet, but you quickly find yourself facing an even graver menace. Striding out of the darkness ahead is a tall Helm skeleton wielding wielding a rusty mace. The towering bone figure quickly moves to engage you, hissing viciously as it draws through the melee range. about Commander, you! You didn't keep your skeletons in order. They broke rank. And they made it very easy, for them to, very easy for me to smash them. So I'm going to smash you for being a bad commander. And also being with the forces of evil. So I have two reasons. Skeleton commander viciously strikes at you. Yes. I'm sorry, Wage. You didn't use your... Command your skeletons properly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's just like thirteen XP. Oh, and some loot too, which I will be selling later. Off, off, mic of course, because that's kind of boring. You step over the shattered remains of the skeletons and once again move off along the passage. All right, there's a, there's another alcove near the southwest corner. Nope, oh, nothing there. Oh, five bone. B- Five-Bone Batesmen. All right, they slash at you with their swords, and a bit more loot, and five XP. All right, I'm now sort of going up the western side. We're startled by the sudden appearance of a large group of skeletons. The clattering band of undead emerge from the shadows of the passage. The foremost of their ranks, Hothothoth, Holding aloft a wooden pole bearing a tattered standard. The grimy, packed cloth hanging from the pole bears a faded, an unknown, faded insignia. The undead hiss wildly as they catch sight of you, and they immediately surge forward and attack its twelve skeletal soldiers! They've even got a banner! Begin combat. I swing my staff at my enemy and I must have knocked off about about seven of them. Right, I go, knock, it off, knock down another one and another couple there and I knock, knock down however many's left. Down they all go. Six XP modest loot. The last of the skeletons topples over joining the remains of his undead kin in Pile of bones that lie at your feet. After taking the next few moments to check over your equipment and catch your breath, you once again set off with the equipped. All right. Okay. I've I'm sort of I've i twisted round to the near the north side again. You can go east where there's a T junction, and north where there's a T. Well, there's there's an alcove. Okay, north there's a T-junction, and east there's an alcohol society. I'll go east first. Okay, it's 11 skeletal soldiers again. The undead battalion hiss wildly as they catch sight of you. It means you surge forward and attack. 11 skeletal soldiers, they hiss as they attack. And they are slain for another 6 XP. And some more loot. Oh, 15 gold. There's no time to admire your handiwork. The moment the last of the skeletons crumples to the floor, you find yourself confronted by a new foe. Four armoured skeletons wielding a variety of weapons emerge from the shadows and them instantly set upon you, hissing wildly as they savagely the attack. This is four bone bladesmen. Begin combat. The skeletal warriors hiss at you with their Slashes you with their rusted swords, they're probably hissing as well, because apparently skeletons like doing that. Anyway, they're slain. Or people like making skeletons like doing that. Uh, you know, ten, ten, 10 gold, 5 XP. The sil- silence follows your victory over the skeletons. Leaning up against the wall of the passage, you allow yourself a moment's rest before once again setting off through the musty crypt. Okay. I found two skeletons at the end of the Eastern Passage. And some gold. Another five skeletons. Yeah, I'm gonna have hundreds of skeletons defeated by the time I've done with this. Your pulse quickens as you step into a small chamber, the center of which swirls a wide, inky black vortex. You instantly recognize the spinning portal to be a shadow path. The vortex emits a low, pulsing sound that fills the chamber. It's a powerful cadence, rhythmically rattling your teeth. Suddenly, your eyes are drawn to the centre of the shadow path. Something is emerging from the portal. Alright, shadow paths. They lead to... They lead to... Somewhere in the never where things from other dimensions can just come here. Often bad things. I mean, theoretically someone could open a shadow path to the, to the realm of to the realm of fluffy pup, to the realm of fluffy pupping fluffy pupping puppies and Belgian buns. But uh, no, but if, if they did, they didn't tell us how to do it. So yeah, I'm, su- I'm sure there's probably some, awesome. are some places there's that there's that that place with the with the paleo bread men that's a pretty nice place you know other than the devourers but but, there's there's, there's this paleo bread man or okay well 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 the ones there other ones aren't so good as we saw in proving grounds too but anyway uh we all we know that this shadow path opens to a bad place because we've been fighting all the things that have come out of it. Possibly directly or maybe they've been spirits that have possessed the dead. Probably a bit of both. Something is emerging from the portal. A small host of skeletal beings emerge from the shadow path and step silently into the chamber. The new arrivals immediately turn their empty gaze in your direction and start towards you. Their bony fingers clutching the hilts of their decaying blades. Eight skeletal soldiers. They hiss as they attack. And I swing my staff. Alright. Yep, they are slain. Five XP. Some loot. Having given the vicious group to on debt. You promptly turn your attention to the swirling passage, shadow path. You stand before the, in- the inky black vortex of the shadow path. Now and again, tines of blue energy leap across its swirling breath, breath, momentarily illuminating the small chamber with flashes of lurid azure light. You realize you must find a way to close the portal, if you are to stem the tide of undead. Now you now using this as gating, into the world. Now, I could close the shadow path with gating, but what happens if I just say, please continue? You realise you, that you currently have no means at your disposal of closing the shadow path. A strange sensation comes over you, and you you find yourself believing that, you've, that the means to affect the closing of the portal lies lie within reach somewhere within the crypt. Unnerved by the eerie feeling, you head, head back to the north to further explore this ancient tomb. Well, alright, let's try the North Passage. Three skeletons block my path, but not for long Two XP. Five Bone blade A group of armoured skeletal warriors tries into view along the passage, their bony fingers kilch- clutching the hilts of their rusted blades. In unison, the ghastly band turns and, and starts towards you, their fleshless limbs clattering loudly in the silence that fills the musty tomb. Five Bone Bladesmen. They slash at you with their rusty swords. And they are slain. Five XP. Uh, and, uh, and a club. A sturdy club. Oh, and 16 gold. You step back from the pile of bones now littering the floor of the passage and admire your handiwork. After taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again set off for the crypt. Okay. West side of the T-junction, east side of the T-junction. Advancing along the passage in your direction is a cloaked skeleton. The vicious undead catches sight of you and hisses sharply and draws a rusty longsword. I can retreat, but I'm not the sort of person who retreats from skeletons. Attack the skeleton. As you rush along the passage towards the cloaked skeleton, the creature raises its clenched, ball, clenched fist into the air and instantly becomes Instantly becomes engulfed in a ball of flame. With a loud hiss, the skeleton hurls the ball of fire at you. You must have quickly to avoid the hurtling spear of flame. So I can use fortification or I could dodge. Fortification. Succeeded. 16 XP to fortification. The fireball smashes into the invisible barrier you've erected, exploding into a shower of sparkles that momentarily illuminates the passage. You lower your shield and charge the cloaked skeleton, hoping to reach your enemy before it can unleash another fiery attack. The cloaked skeleton hisses viciously as you draw to within melee range. The fleshless creature cuts a deadly arc with its rusty longsword as it steps forward to meet your advance. Hmm. Perhaps it should have... Perhaps all of these, perhaps all these various other skeletons should have, you know, hold me up while you bombard me with the fireballs. Oh well. Well, I'm not, not going to advise. I, I, if I do give you tactical advice, it will be just before I destroy you. Cloaked Skeleton. The cloak skeleton slashes at you viciously. Alright, a powerful surge of neville en- negative Neville energy washes over your foe. eight dies, that's my special From Chao's staff. And it's just slain. thirty eight XP. A final ragged hiss escapes from the gaping mouth of the skeleton as the vicious creature collapses into a pile of bone at your feet. You spot a curious object lying amidst a heap of bones and decide to pick it up Shadowstone Shadowstones are powerful enchanted stones with the ability to close open shadow paths. Well that's convenient. I have to happen to have a shadow path that I need to close right here Like this one. They are more normally round, smooth, dark stones that fit in the palm of your hand. After taking a few moments to west and check over the equipment, you once again set off along the path as well. Five bone bladesmen try to stop me, but not for long. It turns a few three skeletons, turn into two XP. Five skeletons, they turn into two XP and some loot. Alright, right, something is emerging from the portal. The Shadow Path again. Eight Skeletal Soldiers. Going to quick combat them. Five XP and some more loot. Technically. Hmm. Another nine Skeletal Soldiers. Five XP and some more loot. So this is an infinitely... Infinitely farmable loot source, but admittedly this game has plenty of infinitely farmable loot sources. So, <laughs> and of course, you're not you're not putting your ATs at risk by by using them elsewhere. Having defeated the vicious group of undead, you promptly turn your attention to the swirling shadow path. Alright, I've got to close the portal. I could use this shadow stone I just got, or I could use my knowledge of gating, which I already had way long before I set off here. But I was just wondering what happens If you press please continue. Attempt to close the shadow path. You close your eyes and call upon your power of gating. As you attempt to affect the closing of the shadow path. Attempt to channel it now. Succeeded. The heart the heart of the shadow path ripples and sweat pours down your brow as you struggle to close the vortex with your potent summon power. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 130. 20 from Mind, 20 from Spirit, 20 from Aura, and 70 from Gating, which I got all the way up to level 70 a bit back. Pick now. It's, well, it succeeded did, did even, didn't even say what I do. just that I succeeded a part—a bright well, 128 experience the get in. a bright flash of blue light momentarily fills the chamber and the heart of the shadow path begins to swirl with a new feather suddenly without sound the vortex closes the low pulsing sound fades to whisper and has gone entirely the shadow path it's no more. All right, that's the undead invasion dealt with. That was awfully short for a proving grounds adventure. Usually, they take multiple episodes. The first blow is delivered. Sounds the eerie, familiar voice voice of a young woman to your left, and yet the fight has hardly begun. You turn to find the gaunt figure of the lurker stepping out from the shadows at the edge of the chamber. You verily recall your encounter with the eerie being in the cellar of the Stedmore Inn in Stonegate. The ghastly figure turns to the spot above which the swirling vortex hovered only moments ago, then fixes a chilling gaze upon you. Your victory is not yet complete, issues the soft voice of the lurker. Even I have underestimated the sheer magnitude of the invasion that pours into this world. You must hurry, for the dark tide flows, and there are open doorways like this one, through which far more wicked things have passed, and shall yet pass. You try to question the gaunt figure, but she steps into the shadow. But she steps into the shadows and is lost from sight. Return to Stonegate at once! Issues a harsh whisper. Return to Stonegate at once! issues a half whisper from out of the gloom. The elation that came with the closing of Shadow Path has been tempered by the revelation from the lurkers. This is but one point of incursion of a much wider invasion. Blimey! I mean, just one Shadow Path. Just one Shadow Path was enough to cause problems back in proving grounds one, but now there's multiple. With her final words still echoing in your head. You quickly leave the chamber and begin making your way out of the crypt. A handful of undead still roam the halls of the tomb. And the few that you encounter are either easily evaded or made short work of. Probably more of the latter, because I'm not really I'm not really in an evading sort of mood. A short while later you reach the entrance of the crypt and step out into the crisp early morning. You immediately leave the graveyard and begin your descent from Lookout, which, the stark war- warning issued by the lurker is true, if you little believers believe it is otherwise. The problem facing Stonegate is more grave than you could have possibly imagined. You find yourself hoping that Garwin's priest to the powers that be in Talonus will prove fruitful. You reach the base of Lookout Ridge and head west along the road leading back to town. The sun rises wrapping at your back as you go, burning away the last misty elements of early morning and scattering the lingering shadows of departing dawn that linger over stone Gate. And that is the end of that scenario, with 128 experience to general. Alright, well, we've passed 50 minutes, so that should be enough. Part three is the beast, the beasts of bone. The trip back to town. Look out, which looks perilous indeed. And the next now is called In the Company of Wolves. But, well... Well, what, what what happens then? I presume these will be skeletal walls. We'll end up fighting, because everything we've been fighting so far has been skeletons. But what exactly we will fight, we'll wait for next time. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurous.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels.